What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Gameverse, episode 138 for Saturday, May, March. March, it's March 25. Yeah, it's March. <laughs> <laughs> 2023, I am Wasabi Ice Cream. Join as always, my dude, Rick. What's up? Yo, what's up, Sabi? What's up, everybody? We have a pretty fun show. At least I think it's fun. I'm kind of biased, though. I think all of our shows are fun. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, Valve's making a new game, which... Fuck. Go buy yeah. a lottery ticket right now, man. Like, <laughs> this week no, is well, we got... very exciting. Yeah. yeah, it is. This has been a very exciting week, so... I can't wait to get into it. You can't wait to get into it. But let's start where you always start, man. Tell the people what you've been playing. Diablo 4. Yes. I wanted to try that beta, but I got a baby. <laughs> so I haven't had time to try it. Um, how is it? How's the beta so far? So I actually want to start. I want to talk about just in general these fucking these Diablo games. Yeah, because you played, you played, you were playing Wolson. Is that how you say that? I'm playing Wolson, Wolken. I don't give a fuck, Wolken. but it's fun. I'll talk about that a little bit. I've so. been playing Wolken. I've been playing Last Epoch. I've also been playing Path of Exile. Yeah, and then I played Diablo last week. And remember, we were like brainstorming like ideas and shit. We were, I came up with like the ranking of Diablos. Like rank fucking Diablo games. Oh yeah, the Diablo likes. Yeah. Yeah. I we gotta bring that back, dude. Cause, <laughs> uh, cause I've I've been playing a lot of these now. Cause after playing Diablo four, I'm like I just had an itch, man. I just had such an itch. Yeah. It's like I've been feeling that with, with Walken, dude. Like I've been feeling that with Walken Wilson. Cause like playing through that i was like i'll go into a little bit more detail i think of that game but i was playing that and i was like oh i want to play like grim dawn again i want to play titan quest i want to play like yeah. all of these different the, the technical term is arpgs but they're diablo like so let's be honest here that's what yeah. the world knows them as <laughs> so diablo 4 i played the closed beta last week the open beta is active right now yeah so anyone can just install that and start playing right now and there, there's more classes open now i think the necromancer's out the druid's out so if you did play it last week you can get back in and try the other classes that weren't available but i played my uh mage class i always try to make the same character in these games which is a lightning based mage always and and diablo 4 I don't even know where to start, man. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't, I did play Diablo three on console a long time ago when it came out. Yeah. I finished it on console a while ago. So I, I wasn't like keeping up with it. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really the Diablo guy, even though I want to be, it's just, I want controller support and this game fucking has straight up controller support. straight up the gate. And the, one of the big things is, the dodge mechanic that was on controllers on Diablo 3, only on consoles, is now available on for everyone. So basically, they, they unified the control scheme for both controller and keyboard and mouse. So everyone can do the same shit. 
the dodge mechanic here though is way different i don't really like it because it's on a cooldown and you can only get uh you only get one dodge to start with so you can only dodge like once like every i think it's like two seconds or some shit like that okay. uh which like sucks because if, if you're trying to avoid damage you can't really get the dodge out i don't know maybe that's it maybe that's the point you can get gear that gives you more dodges so you can dodge like twice before the cooldown starts or three times which is cool walton has a cool way of handling dodges i'm going to tell you about it a little bit Uh, like it looks incredible, visually. Yeah. Like the environments, the there's everyone's voice acted. Uh, it's just like visually it looks great. Environments are great. Atmospherics are great. Um, I was having a lot of fun with it. The skill tree is pretty good, I think, just in terms of. How many options you have and in, in, in the different ways you can build your character um you can so the the lightning mage i wanted it gives you basically every element for the for the mage. i only tried the mage so i'm not sure how the other classes are yet but for the mage it just gives you options basically just for every element and it gives you like your it gives you your starter skills the ones that you know the generators i guess yeah. and it gives you six of them it gives you two for like each element i think so basically i chose the two lightning ones and then once you spend enough points you can get like the next tier of spells and then you know you go up from there it's like a little tiered system and then there's like passive abilities you can get and so then it it makes it real easy. It's just like it's pretty simple. It's not they didn't go the path of exile route with it, where it's like you can pay, you can just do anything with anything. Yeah. It's just hey, spend the point and you get this skill, and then you can use it. And then each skill has like maybe like five levels on the on the main skill, and then it branches out into like two modifiers that you can get for them. Uh, so you can get your skill, and then you can get like modifiers that changes it in in different ways but it's never like super complicated which um i like that they're not going to path of exile route because path of exile is a little too complicated like i love the freedom that it gives you but it does get a little complicated to where it's like yeah you pull out the spreadsheet now and you know I gotta follow some guides here to see if my character's viable. Oh yeah, it's very uh it's very like mechanically heavy. <laughs> yeah. Path of Exile. <clears throat> so I kinda like that Diablo. One of the things I like about Diablo is that it kind of streamlines it. It focuses a lot on like the action RPG part of it, and I love that. <laughs> And I like that Diablo Four. It sounds like it's doing the same thing. Like that's that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, the performance is dog shit. Absolute dog that's shit. I mean, it is. It is. It is beta. I guess. Well, I think Nvidia put out a a driver update like yesterday. 
to try to fix some of it. I don't know how much of it is on their part, just a driver update, or how much of it is on the game, but it runs like shit. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to get them on that, on the beta. Um, yeah, man. So, I, I just, I, I've also been playing, so I've been playing these other ones too, just like. I went on a tear and just like installed like every fucking Diablo game on Steam. Yeah. And then like and then I I landed on Last Epoch again cuz when I was talking about it like a week or two ago. Yeah, I remember. That it wasn't quite there yet, which is it's not quite there yet, but it is they've went and they've been putting out like patches on top of patches cuz they released their 0.9 update and now they have like they've been putting out Oh, here's the A update. Here's the B update. Here's C, D, E, F. I think they're on F now. <laughs> so they've been patching their patch, and it's performance way, 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 way better now. Way better. So yeah. It actually runs. It actually runs extremely well now. And I've been having a fucking blast with this game, dude. Because here's okay. So here's what I like about Last Epoch. It's like a in between of Path of Exile and what Diablo is doing, where it's not so simple that you don't really have a lot of customization in the way your uh, skills work. In Last Epoch, you have almost total customization, which I didn't even realize until I started digging in into the uh, skills themselves, because instead of instead of there being a thousand skills that you can just combine and mix and match like Path of Exile, and, uh, and instead of just having like only a few skills with like a couple modifiers, every skill has its own skill tree, and you can modify it through the skill tree. So me being a lightning mage, you can go into something that looks like an ice spell, or it'll start out as an ice spell, but if you go into the skill, you can turn it, you can modify it so it does lightning damage, or you yeah, can modify it so it does fire damage. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Because I, I didn't realize it until I started. There, the skill tree, Diablo does this too, where the skill tree, you can search in it for like different keywords. So if you just wanted to search the word like lightning, if you're making a lightning mage, you can just search the word lightning and it'll show you all the, it'll highlight all the lightning related skills. But in Diablo, it's not really useful because you're, it's obvious which ones are lightning. Like only the ones that are lightning, they're blue. Or lightning. Yeah. It's not like it's not that complicated. But in Last Epoch, it'll like everything that does anything related to lightning, you search on there and it'll be like, yeah, converts lightning damage or chain lightning or it'll like you can have it like trigger your um, other lightning related skills by casting a different skill and it'll chain and it'll do every all the chaining. Uh, that your other skill does. It's like fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. So I spent a lot of time with that. Cool. <laughs> you would, the Wilson's got some stuff like that too that I'll, I'll go into in a little bit. But dude, I've been on the same kick. Like ever since uh, I played Wilson, I've been on a huge kick of like looking at these Diablo likes. And I personally like the ones that give you the customization. I do, even though they can get a little complicated if you're not like paying attention to what you're doing. If you don't have like an idea in mind of what you want to go with, yeah. it can get very overwhelming because you just like build your character to shit. So, <laughs> so I, I always build a lightning mage, um, or at least I always try to. Sometimes the game doesn't facilitate that, and then I just don't play that game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, and that's what I liked about Diablo Four is that I I can I instantly saw oh yeah I can straight up just make my lightning mage here and it and it and it works it's, and it's really good. So that was that was one thing. It does not have another thing I'm looking for in all these games is a is an overlay map. Doesn't have an overlay map. It does not have an overlay map. Ooh, that's that might be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> it does. I need not that overlay an, map. Did, did I need Diablo, that overlay map. Diablo three have an overlay? So I don't remember. It does. Okay. Well, this does not, and it's a problem because the world is very uh open, very open and densely packed with like dungeons scattered around and uh cellars which is crazy every cellar in the game looks exactly the same it has the exact same layout which is a bummer that's annoying <laughs> but you'll go into these like cellars and every single one has the la same layout weird that but, is annoying <laughs> um yeah like the map is really cool because they're just there's just the random events scattered around that you just walk into it it's, it's almost like designed like an mmo almost um, kind of like Lost Ark. It's almost like a Lost Ark, but not quite as MMOE. But you'll just be walking around. And you'll just see other players just doing stuff. You can just tag along with them. It's it's pretty cool. And there's just so much stuff to do in the world that um, you just like you just walk past like a dungeon. And you'll just go into this dungeon and be like, oh, there's, there's a fucking quest in here. Or like you'll you'll like loot like a random body. And it will just have a quest that just starts randomly on it. And you're like, oh shit, there's just a thing here. Um, pretty cool. But, you know, to find out where you're going, you got to keep opening the fucking map because there's no overlay map and you can't, and everything's so zoomed in that you just can't really see anything. So. That's like a my, that was like my main issue with it was like the overlay map and then the performance. Uh, what else? I don't know. I think I think that's that might be it. Oh, the story, the story is really actually pretty interesting. I you could tell me how interesting it is. I'm I don't give a fuck. I don't play Diablo for the story. D neither do I. <laughs> neither do I. But I. It's like the way they present it. It's it's it's. I never care about. It. I'm playing like Last Epoch and it has a story and I'm like I don't care. I'm just killing shit. But yeah, in, this, in this, the way they present it is like really enticing, you know, it's like really dark, really, really, um, really grim. And, and like the whole world just seems like it's fucking just in a state of uh, in a, in a bad way <laughs> and like and you can feel it. And uh, it's the way they present the story is way more cinematic than um, than like Diablo three. And also, like, your character. You create your own character, too. So you feel like you have a bit more of a connection to the story when it's, like, your character. And you can see their face, narrate the one interacting with and all the cutscenes and shit. That's cool. There's some, like, attention to presentation on it, at least. That's another yeah. thing I got really excited for is the attention to presentation. Yeah. It's, it's the way they cut some of the scenes. almost like fucking, like, Tarantino sometimes, because... They'd be oh, like, they, yeah. got a, they got like a guy in the on, in the ceiling that's like, <laughs> fucking like panning around with a camera up there, and you're like, wow, that was an interesting shot. Um, 
it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. It's um, I'm buying this game, dude, and you're never gonna see me again. So yeah, yeah. Ooh, I gotta pick it's it up. Like... I'm still, I'm playing a ton. Of, I'm playing a, still a few games right now. So I haven't beaten Xenoblade Chronicles three, so that's like on my list. Um, I just picked up the Resident Evil four remake. We'll go into that in a little bit, but. I was still playing Wilson, Wolken. I don't know how it's pronounced. And at first, I was kind of like, eh, it's all right. I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was kind of whatever about it. I thought, like, it's a decent game or whatever. Doesn't do anything special. And then I started really getting into it. And this game, the customization in this game is fucking insane, dude. Like... There's stuff on here I didn't know you can do. Like, there's a skill tree, right? Pretty traditional skill tree. You have trees that link into other trees. And it's on a ring. So, in a normal game, it's like, oh, I want to go to this end of the tree. I got to build it that way, right? But each ring of the tree can be turned and twisted. So you can build your character literally however you want. It's insane the way the skill tree works. As soon as I noticed that, I was like, I could build my character any direction I want them to. And then if I'm bored with that, just turn the ring to another spot and then I can build that direction. It's really cool that it doesn't limit you to to just how the trees connect to each other. You can go in any any tier you want, any direction you want. It's really cool. And on top of that, each skill is they're called NRX in this game, and they're, they're, they're loot. You can find them in the overworld. That's how you get your skills, your active skills and stuff. And those level up from having them equipped while you're fighting. And you can change those, which hit a certain level. So you can have a skill that's like... You can have a skill... Like, I have a skill that throws an axe around me, and it spins around in a circle. And you can customize that skill to, like, oh, maybe it has less cooldown. Maybe it follows around me longer but does a little bit less damage maybe it generates like force shield while it's active you can customize that you can even change the element like it starts out as a physical damage attack and you can change it to like sacred or fire and i kind of hit this build that i, I kind of made up as i went along just to fuck around with it but it's pretty viable so far i'm a like spell casting like warrior character and it has skills that I have a magic spell that like teleports me to an, to a group of enemies and does damage. And I customized it to give me damage resistance and shield after I use it. So it teleports me into the shit, which gets me all close range to use my melee attacker stuff. And I take less damage for a little while after I do it. So it gets me right into the shit, makes me more effective to do it. I also customized it to do fire damage. And I have an, an ability in my skill tree. When I deal fire damage, I absorb shield from enemies relative to the fire damage I deal. <laughs> so as I'm doing this, I'm building up this shield. Like, so I don't have a lot of points built into defense just because all the damage I'm doing with fire is like basically giving me that, that shield. So I'm, not, so I'm not getting wiped. And I have other skills that facilitate that too. Like, all my skills have some sort of fire addition to them. And they're either used to close the distance or deal damage up close. I have a magic spell that's like a force push. But it does fire damage. And if I kill a group of enemies with it, I get a percentage of shield based per enemy I kill in one use. 
it's really interesting the way i don't think this is a build that's like actually out there that's like end game viable i'm sure if i go if i take it online people could be like what is this you should be running up blah 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 <laughs> but i'm having fun with it at the end of the day that should be all that matters right and what's cool with the mana system the general the resource system is you have a uh, one bar that's split into two parts there's wisdom and rage wisdom is what you use to cast spells rage is what you use to cast a uh, physical attack so things like uh, things like um rogue abilities you know putting down turrets uh vaulting or warrior abilities like you know rage shouts or you know those uh those vault attacks you know the stuff you see in warrior builds or like tornado spins you know but the gimmick is you build up rage by getting hurt or by dealing damage or by using wisdom <laughs> So your wisdom bar fills up naturally over time, but that takes away from rage. So it's like a tug of war. When you use wisdom, you build up rage. When you use rage, you build up wisdom. So if you facilitate the skills to kind of pull back and forth from that, I'm just dropping skills all the time. You know what I mean? I'm just pulling from one resource, adding to another, then pulling from that resource to add back to that one. It's really cool the way it does it. And it almost like encourages you to do that because the only restriction of the skills you could use are the weapons you have equipped. But you can dual wield. So I have a sword in one hand, a casting object in the other. So I have the sword to let me use uh, rage skills and the casting object to let me use wisdom skills. That's how I'm able to use this like warrior sorcerer hybrid build. It's fucking incredible <laughs> how much fun I'm having with it. I know IGN gave it a mediocre review, yeah. but <laughs> I'm having fun with this, dude. I'm legit having a lot of fun with this. I'm surprised how much fun I'm having with this. I, this um, is again. one I did install this. Yeah. Um, on my uh, on my handheld device, it runs yeah. way better than it does on my PC. Which That's is weird. fucking hilarious. So I was <laughs> playing really it on that. It, the controller support isn't great though. Like it's oh, yeah. there, it's there. It's like bare minimum. Uh, it's like what Path of Exile was like when it first. I heard it got support. better. I heard it got a lot better. Um, all the reviews I'm reading online are just saying like how much better it's gotten since release. Yeah. So it might be worth checking out again. I don't know if it's no, still this on was, sale. This was like last week. This was after I Diablo. This was like last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a bummer. Was, yeah. Um, that's a bummer. That's a it bummer. Looks, it looks. It well, it was mostly like the UI and stuff. Like the UI was just impossible to navigate with a controller like playing it was fine but whenever you pull up a menu you have to like use like a mouse or you know, like a virtual mouse you know you use like the stick yeah. as a mouse um but yeah it had it had stuff in there i was like this looks fucking awesome but uh yeah it's, it's pretty good so far man the only complaint i would have i have to make a complaint on it is that um because of the way the skills work like i said they're randomly you drop they they drop from enemies so it's like a it's like gear you know you find it once you find it you like activate it and you get similar but i think path of exile you equip it to your weapon right um you equip it to slots yeah with this you have a a a bar right your hotkey bar and once you activate it it's unlocked and you can just equip it to that bar whenever you'd like yeah yeah and you can stow it away, use it again, but it's not like a resource. Once you activate it, you have it forever. 
the problem is that it's like it is it drops like gear so yeah that was one thing i don't like about yeah that's the one thing i don't like about path of exile does that too where it's like you got to drop them or you can like there's a shop where you can like kind of just buy them but it, it's it doesn't I, I i feel like i don't know what my options are from the beginning if i don't get to just see them because uh, like in last epoch you just it is what it is like you, you level up and then you unlock them and and you just you can just see them out the gate and you can go into them and look at all the options and kind of just plan stuff out yeah that that's the problem i was having too because i was like and i want to do this like mage sorcerer character but it's kind of weird to have a character go from like swinging a hammer at you to like shooting fireballs from a distance yeah. um so i was like oh this isn't gonna like jive very well until i found skills that like oh there's a magic spell that like blinks me into groups of people and it restores my shield when i use it that's really cool and there's another and there's another skill that like does like a force push that can restore my shield for enemies i kill and even restore my cooldown so that's when i started to like really get into it because i started to see like the potential it has but yeah it is kind of a slog in the beginning because i don't know what the fuck i can do yet um but I am having a lot of fun with it. I'm surprised how much fun I was having with it. I spent $10 on this game, and I was expecting, like, $10 of fun, and I'm getting way more than that, so... <laughs> you know, what does that tell you? It's, it's, I think it's worth it. If you can get it on sale, it's definitely worth it. I think it's worth, like, at most, probably, with the options we have out there, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but with the other options we have out there, the competition's out there, 20 bucks, I think, is a sweet spot you want to spend on this game. Yeah, I think last epoch is like thirty, I think thirty or forty. Yeah, and it's that game's gonna be the next big thing. If it's not, you think so? If it's not gonna be, it's gonna be Diablo number one because it's Diablo, and then I think fighting for that second spot is gonna be either Path of Exile or Last Epoch. I think it's gonna be one. Yeah, of those you think two. so? Yeah, like it's 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 fucking good. It's fucking good. And it's like, and they're kind of just doing their own thing. It, it doesn't really feel like, again, it feels like they've carved out their own spot in the way that things, you know, like mechanics. Um, oh, you know, one other thing I got into is uh, loot filters. Um, Diablo doesn't have loot filters. Really? That's like uh, kind of a staple, isn't it? Not, not that I've seen. I didn't see any. I didn't see any option for it. So... Or like you know, like customizable loot filters, so you can say, "Hey, don't show me any uh, like common uh, items or yeah, yeah." Or like hi- highlight all the items that have this uh, enhance this damage type or shit like that. I didn't see any option for that in the beta. Maybe the full game will have some. Yeah, but um, last epoch really it's ha- it has very powerful tools. Just get in there and like customize. Uh, the way everything like what shows when you drops and how it shows it can like highlight and color specific things and um that's really cool so i got into loot filters <laughs> um that's really cool i think that's pretty standard um i think diablo 3 it has loot filters but i don't think it's that like intense you yeah. can't tell it like oh only show me items with this damage type you Most... can separate it like oh only show me like comment only show me like rare or magical don't show me common stuff. 
I think a lot um, of these games have they have loot filters. Um, Diablo Four doesn't, at least not that I saw. Um, but like, but like Path of Exile does too. But there's no way to customize it in game. You have to like go outside, like and go to like a website and do everything. Last Epoch just has it like built into the game, where you, you can just do it uh, right from the game. You don't even have to. And it's super simple. It's super simple the way you did it. So like any like any novice, like any noob, can just go in there and be like, I don't. I just want to use uh, hammers. And you can just have it just show you hammers, like basic shit like that. It's really it's really um easy to do. See, that's really cool. Ooh, we're eating. Dude, like Diablo fans are like eating good. Like there's there's a lot of options uh, yeah. right now. If you're into that type of game, like yeah. there's options right now for that dude, and I'm cool with it. Uh, there's something about it, you know, like just relaxing, maybe smoke a bowl or have a beer and just yeah. fill the map up and watch dudes just drop. It's there's something cathartic about it. I can't describe, man. Yeah. It's definitely uh-huh. a vibe that's like specific to that genre. Um yeah, I can't wait to see like Diablo Four come out. I'm still I'm probably not gonna get a day one because I'm playing a bunch of shit right now, but I'm excited for that to come out. Cause it looks really good. My brother doesn't even like these types of games, and he's like, "Yo, so do you need to play Diablo One through Three to get four? <laughs> <laughs> he's like messaging me about it because I'm always talking about how good Diablo is. So uh, no, four actually is pretty standalone in terms of the story. Like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's yeah, like it the same is very much its own thing. Yeah, right. it's I think it's like a prequel. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, I might be wrong, but like who gives a fuck? If you're like playing, Lilith, I'm gonna be honest. If you're playing they, this game for the story, you're fucking up. Like they show you the fucking boss like straight up, and you would talk to her <laughs> like fucking like that's how good the story is right now. Is like they show you fucking uh, Lilith and like her son, the first necromancer or whatever the fuck. And they like show you these guys straight up, right, right from the beginning, and you like interact with them. Uh, it's like it's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. See, the game knows like what it's trying to do, and I like that. And again, I'm not gonna play it for the story. I know there are some Diablo fans out there that like love the lore, but that's not what I'm playing it for, dude. I'm there to watch numbers go up. I'm watch. I'm there to watch shit die. Like that's what I played Diablo for. Yeah. And. Diablo Four is definitely gonna facilitate that. That's I again I I cannot stress enough how interesting the story is though. Like you will be, yeah, you will stop to actually watch all the cutscenes and like listen to all the dialogue because it's kind of it's pretty enticing the way the way they've done it. So I believe you. I believe that you believe that, but. (laughs) (laughs) I've played a ton of these games, man. Every time someone tells the story's great, I'm like. Okay, I believe you, but I, I don't. That's not what I play them for. I I I don't know what it is. See, my brain just tunes it out. Um, I'll give it a shot though. I, I heard the presentation. Of this is like, is quite a bit better. So the story is like a huge part of it. So I might get into that the story on this it's one. But we'll better. see. The only part I only started skipping shit because I knew I was gonna have to do it again once the game came out. So yeah. Okay, I'll give it a shot then. Once the the beta is still like impossible to get into, right? They have these long ass like queues to get into a server. No, it should be better today. The first day was like a stress test, so the second day, like when I when I started playing last Saturday, um, 
I got in instantly. It wasn't a problem at all. So yeah, but there are more people. It's open now, so there's more people. Shouldn't be a problem. I'll have to give it a shot then. I really, really want to play it. Like I, it looks just like a lot of fun. <laughs> that's just it. It looks just like fun, man. And like, what's wrong with that? Just wanting a game that's fun. Um, I'll, I'll get, I'll have to get into it for sure. If the beta is open, I might give it a shot. If I'm not like, if I'm taking breaks between like Re this and Resident Evil, I'll give yeah. it a shot. Uh, speaking of which, I got the Resident Evil Four remake. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. It is everything I wanted from a remake of this game, dude. It is so fucking good. Everything, the presentation, the storytelling, it's just all done so well. Uh, the game is almost shot for shot in a lot of aspects to the point where there's uh, the difficulty modes actually separate out to like pick this mode if you played the original Resident Evil 4, pick this, this difficulty if you haven't. And I didn't believe it was going to be that big a difference, so I picked the standard difficulty. And yeah, because I kind of know what's coming, I'm able to like guide my resources to handle that. So I recommend if you've played Resident Evil 4 quite a bit, the original, play the hardcore difficulty because I'm finding the standard kind of easy. I might switch why over. Would you, why would you start on the You already like play on hardcore like normally. I don't. You don't? I, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, after I beat a game, I might go back into it. But for the Resident most part, Resident I Evil specifically, or Resident Evil Four specifically, isn't like that's your thing. Is like you played on like hardcore. Yes, yes, and that's because like I've played Resident Evil Four like to death, so I can play the game professional, and that's the only way like I'll have like a any semblance of like difficulty. But that's also a game I've played like at least once a year, every year for like fifteen years. So that's why when the Resident Evil 4 remake came out, even though it told me like, hey, if you play Resident Evil 4, play on hardcore, I was like, I don't know, I have a kid, I don't want to be frustrated with the game, like my first time through it, I'm going to start on standard and then try it on hardcore. And I kind of wish I'd start on hardcore because I am finding the game a little easy. Um, but it's still fucking fun though, like the stuff that they do change uh, definitely catch caught me off guard in a good way. Um, even though it's it's all the stuff I love in the original, they change enough of it to to make it feel fresh again. Like there's some cool shit in there. I don't want to spoil if you're like a fan of the original, but you'll you'll see it when you play through it and you're like, oh, that's a neat little trick that you did on me. Someone who has this expectation. Um, but yeah, it's really really fucking good. I love what I'm playing so far in this game, and I'm only a couple hours into it, but I fucking love it, dude. I can't wait to play some more and really, really get into it, see what the endgame stuff looks like, because it's, it's a fucking blast, dude. I'm having so much fun with this. It's... Oh, I can't describe just how incredible it is. Uh, the, the new mechanics of the game are really neat. They have a new parry system now. With your knife, you use your knife to like parry what would have been normally like instant death attacks. And that's really fucking cool because now you feel like you, uh, a lot of the deaths that you had in the original game feel less unfair and you can be a little bit more aggressive now because you don't have to worry about getting insta killed. It's just all in all, it's just a really, really fucking great game. And I don't, I don't want to talk too much and spoil some more stuff, but go check it out. Like if you liked 
Resident Evil 4, this remake is everything you're going to want in that game. Go go play it. Just go play it. Yeah, I still need to finish 2 and 3. I would argue if you have to finish 2, because the story of 4 is like a sequel to 2, but even then, the game, it's its, its own thing, dude. It references 2 sometimes, but for the most part, it's its own game. Just play it. <laughs> it's fucking great. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Go go check out Wilson. Go check out the Resident Evil 4 remake. They're fucking incredible games. And yeah, thank me later once you go play them. Uh, we have quite a bit to go over today in terms of gaming news, man. And I'm excited to break into some of this shit because we got some pretty neat announcements, man. Counter-Strike 2 was one big one that like nobody saw coming. And it's kind of a meme right now that Valve doesn't make games anymore, but here we go with Counter-Strike 2. A sequel to Counter-Strike, which it got its last update with, what, Geo back in, like, 2010? <laughs> yeah. And... But Counter-Strike 2 is doing some pretty neat stuff. Like, it's not just a, a graphical upgrade, even though it is. It's using Source 2, which is the same uh, engine that ran Half-Life Alex. Which I haven't played yet, but you played it, and you said that game was incredible, right? Well, I didn't. I didn't play it. I thought you played Half Life, Alex. I don't have a VR anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, didn't I thought play you played Alex. Oh, oh. Well, I heard it looks good. Um, <laughs> yeah, Valve is claiming Counter Strike Two is supposed to be the largest technical leap forward in Counter Strike history, uh, ensuring new features and updates for years to come, which. With the way Counter-Strike GL went, I'm willing to believe them. Um, <laughs> the first thing they introduced was uh, responsive grenades. Smoke grenades now have a, vo a dynamic volumetric object. They exist as an actual object in the space and interacts with the environment. So it reacts to things like lightning, gunfire. If you put it in a hallway, it'll actually form around that hallway. If you shoot through it, there'll be a second where your bullet disperses the smoke in that little area before it fills back up again. You can throw a grenade to completely clear the smoke out. They were showing off some stuff with it that was pretty neat that I really liked. I thought was really cool to see, like, in gameplay. Yeah, this shit is crazy, um, man. Yeah, there's some stuff that, that kind of looked weird, like when they threw it in a... Um, there was a part where they showed it off in a... Like a, like a debug area where they threw it in, a, like, a pipe or something, and you saw it fill up the pipe. That looked kind of weird to me. I'm like, smoke doesn't work like that, but that's probably just to debug it to kind of show off, like... Well, I think it works you know, like that, but... <laughs> you talking about, like, this? Uh, like, this, this part right here, yeah. Yeah, that part right there, like... I think that would work like that. Well, because it's I like... Smoke, like... It's like yeah, a it's foam. Insane, like, it's got foam is... almost. Yeah, I, I... Well, I don't know how a smoke grenade works, so... Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. So, some of the stuff they show, I thought the like when they shoot through it is the part where it looks. Yeah, weird. that was cool as hell. That was cool as hell. Like that was something that was super neat. Well, that's the thing that, that I don't I've know never if it works like that. Seen. I don't know if it works like that either, but I don't care because it's it cool. It does look cool as shit though. But yeah, it looks like, really cool, and there's there's a there's a mechanic to it too, yeah. like just the tactics involved with that are insane to me to like think about because they were showing off all oh, grenade will like clear out a chunk of it. And the tactics that alone, like, okay, you can throw a grenade in there, 
to clear it out and see the enemies. But if your buddy's in there, you're gonna fuck your buddy up. So is it worth it to get that visibility, which you might hurt your buddy? Um, but also, if you're on the other side of the smoke and you shoot through it, um, your enemies can see where that shot's coming from for that split second and make a decision from there. It's there's some cool shit there, dude. There's a lot of tactics that evolve with just a smoke alone that I'm like, okay, this is gonna like change the game up. Like a game built around that alone is like very interesting to me. Um, I, I can't, can't wait to see what else they show off. I can't believe no one's done this yet. Same. I know. I know. There's been Same. games where it's like they've had smoke, but it's just been like for like a set piece level, where it's like I think like one of the Call of Duties did it, or like one of the Metros did it. Where it's like, yeah, we got smoke, but it's just like one part of one level. That's just like, yeah. oh yeah, the fog effects here. You can actually walk through the fog, and it's like not a game. There's no gameplay purpose. It's just straight visual and it's like only for like a two and a half minute segment of the of this level where they just put it there and it kind of just works but this is actual like a gameplay mechanic yeah and you know there's mechanics around it that also the way you play and it's it's fucking exciting and everyone's gonna copy this and it's gonna be the next yeah. thing i everyone's think so too everything in this is uh not just the smoke everyone's gonna copy everything in this dude I agree, dude. I agree, dude. This, this is, is gonna, this is gonna set the standard for like FPS is going forward. I think. Yeah. Um, I played a bit of Counter Strike Go a while ago, like long, long time ago. When I first got into PC gaming, I was like, "What's a good PC game that people like?" Counter Strike. Let's try that. I got my ass kicked. I'm not gonna lie, but I had a lot of fun yeah. for the couple hours I dumped into it. I see the appeal of Counter Strike. I do. I see the the appeal. Um, I, I, I might get back into Counter-Strike with 2 now, because this looks like a lot of fun. They also announced um, a sub-tick update. So those of you who don't know, um, Counter-Strike, I guess, is very notorious for how its server ticks work. Uh, tick is like certain reactions, like, you know, movement, shooting, how that correlates just, into the actual gameplay server. Not just Counter-Strike. This is literally how every single fucking FPS works. I hear it's works. worse in Counter-Strike. That's what people have told me. Um, but I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, Call of Duty. <laughs> fucking Call of Duty is, like, notorious for, why I shot that guy, like, type shit. Yeah. Yeah, um, basically, those of you who don't know, it's like, if you ever played a game where, like, you shoot somebody, you're positive, it hit them, but it doesn't register, that's because the, the ticks were off, like, their movement versus your shot weren't synced up and that's what caused the server to determine like oh you didn't make that shot even though you clearly did uh the way this works is that it knows the exact instant emotion starts and it's able to basically roll that back in real time to make sure it connects in the order it's supposed to they describe it a lot better than i do in the fucking presentation but there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff here that's just because if this was easy everybody would have done it already yeah. But the way to describe it is basically the, the server has a system that registers ticks as they occur and then rolls it back in real time so that the entire the intended effect happens from the player's perspective. It's pretty neat the way they describe it. And I feel like there's a lot of work in that that we're taking for granted because the way they describe it is like this cannot have been easy to implement. So actually kind of similar to how rollback netcode works in fighting games, but... Yeah. With fighting well, games, think, they're, they're much rolling, simpler. 
he's used the word roll back. I don't think they're rolling anything back here. I think it's literally just tracking the exact time everything's happening and doing everything just on exact timing. I think they I think said like, I think they said that uh, it determines the timing and then plays it out. Like it, it basically, how can I word it? Oh it's God, how like, can I word it's it? It's like the exact like time code of all the actions, but yeah. I don't think there's any rolling back happening. I think it's just, it's just, it's just accurate. That's all it is. I have to watch the presentation. I just saw it like yesterday, so I can't remember how they described it. But they made it sound like a lot more complicated than like just oh shit happened as opposed to, um, oh maps have been completely overhauled and all the visual effects have been updated to match the Source Two engine. All items have been enhanced and will carry over to CS from CS:GO. Which is like incredible to, to do yeah. that because CSGO has been out for so long. There's so many aesthetics and cosmetic items that you're doing you just it to carry NFTs. over to CS2. Yeah, they're doing it without NFTs, by the way. It just, <laughs> oh, look at that. It just carries over to the next game. So there we go. And it's going to, and this is the best part. It arrives this summer as a free upgrade to CSGO. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Are you fucking with me? That is insane. <laughs> I bought CSGO like 10 years ago, and I can upgrade to CS2 as soon as it comes out, just like everybody else, without paying any extra money. That is just... People joke around that Valve doesn't make games anymore, but when they do make a game, dude, like, it's... It's like an event. Like, they, they don't fuck around when they make a game. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, yeah. Of, one of the things that they didn't talk about a lot is uh like community made community created maps and shit basically people getting into the the source engine is creating stuff uh i i feel like it's a the the new hot trend that's happening now is uh just like community driven creations like the the community getting in there and just making stuff and then putting it out, using the game as a platform for expansion, basically by the community. Yeah, which yeah, I wonder how that community stuff is going to carry over to CS two. Like, yeah, I, I think they're they're putting out the the source engine stuff so that people can actually do that. Um, because uh, we're gonna talk about the the Unreal stuff. Epic is doing the same thing with Fortnite. Yes. And um, also, Life by You, that, like the Sims game from Paradox, they're also doing yeah. something very similar. So, I think it, I think it's interesting that that kind of uh, community development. So, yeah, cool. there's games become like next level once the community does something with it. Like that's what determines like. A good game from a great game right like that's why yeah. counter-strike go or cs go was so popular that's why uh that's why you could argue like left for dead still has as much staying power as it does it's why skyrim has as much staying power as it does because once the community gets their hands on it and does whatever they want like it's over man Here it um, is. The, the source 2 item workshop will be available who tools will be available for community map makers to make it easier to build and yeah, again, like the, what they're showing here looks like awesome in terms of like the tools to 
Like it's basically the same tools they use to make the game themselves. They're just putting it yeah. in the community. So I love to see stuff yeah, like dude. that. Dude, same. I love seeing stuff like this. I can't wait to see what the community does with this. Um, speaking of which, like you're right, uh, State of Unreal just had a or Unreal just had their State of Epic Games just had their State of Unreal presentation at a GDC, and they're talking about a bunch of new features coming in Unreal Engine 5.2. Man, um, yeah. the procedural content generation is pretty neat. The way how it allows you to basically define rules and parameters very quickly and populate expansive, detailed spaces much faster. So instead of having to put stuff down like by manually, you can just generate, you can run an editor, have it generate the stuff for you to fill in these spaces to give it that effect. Um, it's really neat to do something like that, I think, because then you're not spending yeah. all this time handcrafting everything. Which I think th this kind of stuff has existed before, but I think the yeah. difference with this is that it's context aware. It's aware yeah. of what you've already put and it'll automatically adjust itself based on the things that are already around it. And then you can modify it as well afterwards to kind of get the intended look which is great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's not just copy pasting like assets. It's generating assets and filling in those spaces for you. Yeah. That's gonna I don't I don't I don't know how that's gonna how much it's gonna impact like development. I'm sure there's some devs out there that are like, Oh my god, I just saved all this time now with the system. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not like I'm not a game dev, but it is cool to see that we might get if developers can focus less on, because I think that's the problem with modern gaming, right? A lot of developers focus too much on like the the finer details of things. That stuff like gameplay, ease of usability, that kind of gets shoved off a little bit. Yeah. So to take a lot of that stress away from devs, especially independent devs, you know, this gives uh, smaller dev teams the chance to make these big AAA experiences without having to deal with the AAA like crunch and dev time. Even and resource teams, like it's even big teams yeah they can generate a lot more more quickly there's a lot and of stuff focus on waste yeah. time on uh, yeah like even so they put out the also this animator thing which yes was, that that was a big one where i'm like this is gonna save people so much time because animations is fucking it's very time consuming especially yep. when you don't have the time when you have to like do the you have to like work on the animation then you have to like build it to actually see it in the game. Yeah. You gotta like render it out just to see it. So uh, what they showed here is they brought out uh, Ninja Theory who um, was working on Hellblade. And they literally, they took out an iPhone, which I don't know why they're doing this with iPhone after <laughs> their shit with Apple, but I, they, only, they, they only said iPhone. They didn't say anything about Android, but they brought an iPhone and literally just recorded her face and then took it directly into the engine and had a fucking fully face captured thing going that, you know, needed a bit of like touching up, but they were all like 90% there already. Like it, it saved, it, it could save so much time uh, in terms of like animation. And then they could like take that animation and just put it on whatever uh model they're working on yeah and that's like, crazy this shit was impressive as fuck when i saw it i was like holy shit that's like 
incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's all done in real time, like with no rendering needing to be done. Like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> this is cool. Like, that's that's great to see that, dude. I can't wait to see what like other. I want to see what smaller devs do with this. Like, it's gonna be really cool to see what like these huge AAA devs do with this technology. But I'm curious what like smaller devs can do. You know. Um, to get this AAA experience technology without needing a AAA budget or dev team. Um, that's what I'm excited to see. We'll see what happens with it. But already I'm, I'm seeing like the potential here to make things so much more easy and more accessible for developers. Um, they also add an Unreal Editor for Fortnite, which I wasn't expecting. It's... Uh... Yeah. It's an application that works side by side with Fortnite's existing tool set. And it's basically used to design, develop, and publish games directly into Fortnite. So you boot up Fortnite, you can play like community made, not just like game modes, but like actual games. Like, yeah. I haven't seen anything like this since like Little Big Planet. <laughs> or, well, where my, where my mind went was. Well, because like Epic's done this kind of, they've done it with not really that, not really that deep, but it reminded me of Unreal Tournament or like even like Quake, like Quake and like Quake 3 specifically and Unreal Tournament where they had like these, again, they had like map, like custom maps with totally custom game modes. I remember, I remember playing Unreal like RPG in uh, Unreal Tournament and it was just like a totally custom game mode. It had like, giant versions of the enemies like it was like a co-op thing where everyone in the game would try to kill all these enemies and you get experience points and you could level up Ooh, i never heard of that that's cool yeah yeah and it was just built into it was just a mod it was just you could just go in and and you didn't have to download anything you just load the game up and people would just be running this map and when you load it into map it would just download everything you needed and that's what this reminded me of kind of this is way more than that because you can just yeah. make, you can use completely custom assets and animations, everything, just by using the uh, the the engine. But so this is this is that in like times ten, which is awesome. I want to see what like people have already made with this. Like it's already available right now, right? Like yeah. So, I I yeah I I kind of I want to dip into Fortnite and kind of see um what what can be done what people are doing with this because kind of it's kind of exciting yeah dude <laughs> it is really exciting just to make whole games out of fortnite like yeah let's go take let's let's see what people have done i kind of want to check it out now i want to download fortnite and see what that looks like um hamtaro says in the chat here he says, is it cheaper to split a small profit with community creators than to pay a dev team to create the content? And um, the answer is yes, but also you don't have to pay. <laughs> you don't have to pay. You're, they don't have to split anything. They don't have to. I should say that. Yeah. They don't have to split anything with the community creators. So that's one thing that Epic is stressing is that First of all, they already split. They already give anything that's built on Enro Engine. They're giving eighty-eight percent to the developers already. That's that's already being done. Okay. But they announced with this. They also announced another thing: the community. 
what are they calling it? Creator economy. Yeah. Where I think that's the term they use. Um, it's just a, a special like Fortnite thing. Like they whatever is built in Fortnite goes into a pool. And it's not just anything that's built in Fortnite. It's any profits any that is ever made in Fortnite. So anything that Fortnite makes at all goes into a pool for the community. Uh, which is very oh, that's nice. That is very yeah, generous. That is nice. No one yeah, they don't is have doing to do that. that. They don't have yeah. to do that at all. Like, like your right. payment for making stuff in your game is like the the you know the pride of having your thing be in the game. Like that's how yeah. most developers handle it. But it's cool to see that. I never thought I would say this, but Unreal Engine and Fortnite are doing some pretty cool things. Like you might joke about Fortnite in the community and the people that play Fortnite, but. This is shape making waves in the industry that I haven't seen since like Minecraft, dude. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, this is gonna like yeah. drive. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely gonna drive a lot of attention to Fortnite in terms of like if you're an indie dev or even just yeah. even if you just create if you even if you just create assets, like if you're just the guy that makes fucking you know gun models, <laughs> like yeah. you can still just like put them in the in their asset marketplace. And people can use that. It it is almost like Little Big Planet or um, but what was that like Dreams, where oh yeah, people can just make you can be the guy that just makes dinosaurs, and then you can just be that guy and just sell your dinosaurs, and people can just use that in whatever they're making. Um, you know, you can be the animator, and you can be the guy that animates the dinosaurs, and then someone can take that stuff and um. It's really collaborative in that way. Yeah, it's, it's I love really cool. I love seeing that. I love seeing that. I can't wait to see what the community does with this. It's already available, so I'm sure there's some cool shit already. Um, but I can't wait to see all of it, dude. Um, yeah, we talked about the uh, consolidated marketplace already, the creator economy. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the community does with this. Um, next, you got the future game show spring showcase. I didn't see it yet. Wasabi said it was mostly boring. So <laughs> there's a couple highlights he wants to check out. Uh, first was a combat champions. I saw this trailer and this looks cool. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a shooter set in a world without lawyers where corporations settle their business on the battlefield. <laughs> you said I... it looks like mag. I never played mag. Mag, the cool thing about Mag was that, which no one's done since, is it was 256 players versus 256 players. Uh, massive action game. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rip Mag, Rip Mag. And I, I swear, I, I want someone to do that. <laughs> I just want someone to do that. And this game looks, it, I, I, it, it looks like, it almost looks like a Mag to me. But I can't tell. I would be totally uninterested in this if it's just a if it, if it's just like a battlefield or whatever, like a standard like six v six shooter or something. Yeah, because they got like so I went on the Steam page and it's like oh yeah there's like classes you can pick, and so you know you can be like the demolitions guy or you could be like the mechanic or whatever, and I'm like okay you're you're speaking my language like how many players though they don't they no way they specify how many players it is which. I, I what I want is a mag. I want a mag. And I feel like for what they're going for here, that kind of like a mag would be uh it would fit right in with like if it's like corporations selling their their 
their battles on the on with guns. Uh, yeah, if like all the oil companies were like, <laughs> "Fuck you, this is our oil. Get on the get on the field. <laughs> I'm gonna kill all your guys." It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, I just I want it to be like a huge battle. Uh, I don't know. From the trailer I'm seeing, I don't know if it's gonna be quite that big. We'll see when it comes out, but I don't know if it's gonna be quite that big. Wasn't there like a game kind of like that? Uh, what was it called? Like Planet Side, I think. Is that it? Planet Side is kind. Of, so Planet Side is an MMO where it's not really like a mag because mag was like it was just one map and everyone's kind of it, it was just one unified battle on a giant map whereas planet side's kind of like an mmo where it's like a gigantic map and different sections you're trying to control and yeah it's like a huge like battlefield like you're you're basically taking control of this planet and that's the whole MMO aspect. It's like contributing to the war effort, you know, taking these uh, control points, yeah. and they turn into like these huge battles with like supposed to be hundreds of people. I, I never I played it, but I heard that. Side things. is the clo- I guess it's the closest. But yeah, yeah it is. It is. I guess. Yeah, I guess. It, I, I guess you could say it's a, it's a mag. It is a mag. I guess. But yeah, it's it's a little. It's not quite what I what I'm going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to like go into a server, load up a map, and like there we go, two v two fifty v two fifty, like just load up a well, server well, and get going. No, because the point the point of mag was that um, the point of mag was that you the, everything everyone contributes to the overall goal of the the map, which was like to just control, um. Like say say you were the guy say there was a team that had the tank, right? That squad had the tank. My squad of like sixteen guys would be responsible for like infiltrating the inside, the, like going around the base, so that we could like open the gate for the guys on the tank, so they could drive through the gate. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. Like that. That's, that's what like mag was. It was like every squad had their responsibility. Of like doing something to contribute to help out some other squad somewhere, so yeah, the, the tank guys needed to drive through the gate, but the gate is locked, so someone had to infiltrate and like get through the gate. Or um, if we had planes, we had to infiltrate the base and shut down our anti-aircraft turrets so that our planes can, can jump in, and then guys can like parachute on, on top of the base, shit like that. That like is every, cool. Like everyone this is contributed to warfare. It. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was like Ooh, shit I've never like seen anything like that before. I've never seen anything like that before. Like Battlefield tries to do that, but everyone just plays Battlefield like it's fucking Call of Duty. So no one ever, yeah. no one ever. You never even get to that point. But um, yeah, that's why Mag was cool because you actually had objectives that you had to complete as a as a squad that contributed to the overall thing. <laughs> That's really cool. I like that. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sold. I hope this uh, this Combat Champions game is like that. Uh, but we'll see when it comes out. They just had a trailer right now. No real release date yet, so we'll see when that drops. Um, next up is uh, Pizza Possum. This game looks fun. This is like a funny little, like, yeah. it's a stealth game. You're, you're, a little, you're a little possum that's just very hungry, so you just steal snacks from people. 
<laughs> yeah, I like basically it. it. <laughs> I like it. It's like you just see this little dude just like munching on other people's food. It's really funny just watching him just like. Yeah. It's funny. Possums are funny animals. They're just funny looking animals. I like possums. I don't think I've ever seen one. They're funny animals. <laughs> At least I think they're funny. Uh, but yeah, that's Pizza Possum. Go out there, stealth game, just steal food from people. Next, we got uh, Battle Shapers. It's a blazing fast, very vibrant shooter roguelite where you take down hordes of deadly robots. That's set to drop summer 2023. I didn't see this trailer yet, but this looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, this, this looks like your type of shit. It's a, yeah, it's like a um, roguelike. I mean, yeah, it is what it says it is. It's a roguelike shooter. So, you know, run based and you're getting different power ups and abilities and shit. Well, I'm into that. Yep, that's my shit. This is RoboQuest <laughs> and like yeah. fucking gunfire. Yeah. Like this is this is it. This is it. This is it for me. Well let's see let's see what it focuses on. If it lets me do stupid bullshit and like mix and match like abilities that have no business being together, but doing like some ridiculous shit with it, then I'm in. Um is there a demo for that yet? I hope there is. Hold on, let me check the store. I don't think so. It's gonna launch in early access, so. Oh, then yeah, there's no way there's gonna be a demo. Yeah, it's not set to release till quarter three of 2023. I am adding it to the wish list though. That game looks. You're right. That's my cut. That's my. That's that's up my alley right there, dude. The next game we got is Go Go Town. The next game from Prideful Sloth, the creators of Yonder, the Cloudcatcher Chronicles, and Grow, Song of the Evertree. I don't. I don't. I've never heard of either of those games. But <laughs> it's a wholesome life sim game set in a bustling town with a working DDR machine. <laughs> it's like a uh, Animal Crossing, except yeah, like building a village. You're building a like a whole like modern town, basically. Um, looks really cool. Yeah, it looks neat. I like that. Yeah, it's a neat, cute little game. I like it. <laughs> I can see the appeal for this game. And some quickies got an announcement event life by you. Yeah. So this game is this game studios led by Rod Humble, the original executive producer for the Sims two and Sims three. And he's the creator of second life. I, I knew about second life already, but I haven't heard of like this game. Well, yeah, this is basically their take on the Sims. And so you look at this game and you go, boy, that looks like shit. But the thing is, I think the thing about The Sims is that it has a very casual audience. An audience of people who don't have super high-powered computers, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're mostly playing The Sims on, like, laptops and, you know, whatever, like, home computers that they use for work or, you know, whatever. So yeah, you, you look at it and you go, this looks like shit. But also, it's still early, but also, it's not supposed to look incredible. So they're probably still working on it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's the mechanics. It's the, it's the mechanics that's important here. And dude, the shit they're showing for this game is, well, first of all, the shit they're talking about it having is on some like Peter Molyneux-esque, like how are you getting this done this year <laughs> type shit? 
Yeah, that's uh, just got me concerned. They're talking about so much shit here. It's uh, um, it's basically imagine The Sims, but what if you could play it like a third person game? Like, what if you had direct control over The Sims? What if you could uh, go into first person or third person? What if you could just actually drive the cars? What yeah. if you? What if you? What if you actually? What if it had dialogue? What if it had real dialogue and not just gibberish? Uh. What if what if you get a uh, like what if it just had a whole uh city and you could just control any character in that city in real time at, with no loading screens uh th- like they, these are all the things they're saying that this game is going to do and I'm yeah, like and... I I don't believe you but <laughs> yeah. it sounds fucking awesome yeah so, I want to see it come out just to see if they they meet their promises or how badly they burn they crash and burn like yeah. I'm excited either way um <laughs> we'll see um, when it comes out this guy was like you know rod humble he was he knows what he's doing when it comes to yeah. these the sims type games so we'll see what happens with this you know maybe this won't be a peter molyneux situation this will be uh maybe he'll actually be able to make it on his promises here but we'll see what happens man again um, it's supposed to be another game where the tools that they use to build the game they're just putting out so when this launches in early access it's going to have everything that they use to make the game is going to be available to the community. So you're, you're just going to be able to just build everything like straight up. And they showed some of those tools. There's a full on fucking like script editor. There's like everything, everything basically a dialogue editor. So you can build your own like dialogue trees and shit. Yeah. That stuff looked like it works. I'm like, okay, you guys have the tools and, yeah, it's one. Yeah, just give it to the community and let them build everything, and then you'll have a full game, <laughs> or like what? Like I don't know, like how this shit fucking works. I mean, it looks it's fucking awesome though. I mean, you can just turn this into straight up like a GTA, like a full on fucking life sim. <laughs> yeah, like how, how deep does this go? Like, <laughs> from what they were saying, you can do absolutely everything and anything, which is I don't know. Yeah, so I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, yeah, so, but, uh, if you go, they, they, this is a live stream they did, and if you go in the chat, you can see the real-time chat, and everyone's just ecstatic, dude, everyone's just, which I'm happy to see that people are happy about this, which, that's all I'll say, I just love that everyone's, same thing with, um, like, Counter-Strike, uh, like, I love that you, they can announce a game, and the community is totally behind it, because there's been, there's been so much of, uh, shit coming out where it's just it's just not at all what anyone wanted, and uh, I just love that recently with Counter Strike and with this and I guess with like the Fortnite epic shit, it's it's all like the community is just super ecstatic. They just love everything that's happening. So you know, I am not at all part of the Sims community. I have no idea what they want, but they if they're if this is them then in the chat here, they they seem very happy so i i love to see that so yeah let's see what happens with it man but i'm excited to see either direction it goes i'm excited to see it yeah um also beloved tmnt graphic novel the last roman is becoming a video game um so those you don't know last roman was a comic that came out in 2021 no 2020 um, it's a it's a it's a different story. It's very different from normal Ninja Turtle stories. Basically, all the turtles died except for one turtle. I'm not gonna spoil who it is, uh, but he's he's the last surviving turtle. 
he goes on to get revenge of his brothers by using all of their weapons. So, pretty cool idea. And apparently, there's there is not talks, but it is it is happening. It's a video. There's a video game being developed based on the story of this game, with ideas of making it an action RPG like God of War, which would be really cool to see. I prefer it. They go the Devil May Cry route with it, just make it crazy. But we'll see what happens with it. Um, there's no announcements yet on like who the developer is or who they're getting to work on it. But it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be coming in the next couple months or years. So just stay tuned to get more information on it. I mean, we'll wait. We'll see what happens with it, man. It could be something cool. Like it could be something really, really cool. Yeah. I fucking love Mission Ninja Turtles. So. I'm wanting to check out this graphic novel. I had no idea this was even a thing. I heard about it like years ago when it got a re- when it got announced. They released it in like parts, so you you had to buy each like book to get the whole story. Um, I think it's done now. The the issues are all done, so you can probably buy like a big collection of all the issues to get the full story going. The internet kind of ruined it for me though, so I know who the surviving turtle is. Supposed to be like a twist, oh. but. Yeah, you're not supposed to know who it is like the first couple chapters, but I know now because the internet ruined it for me. But it's a cool concept, you know. The turtles are all dead. Here's one turtle left. He's going to get revenge of his brothers. They use all their weapons at the same time. Like, that's a cool idea, and I love that. Uh, I love me some Ninja Turtles, man. I'm excited for the new Ninja Turtles movie coming out. I'm excited for this game coming out. Let's fucking go. Ninja Turtles has the potential to make some fucking fantastic games. If it got the same budget as like Devil May Cry's and God of Wars, so we'll see what happens with this. Yeah, I'm excited for this. It's, this is like years away. This is like development hasn't even started yet. They just announced that like it's happening. So you got the years away from this happening, but I can't wait to see it come out. Uh, some new trailers and videos. You got Lego 2K Drive, which I don't think anyone expected this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> This looks fucking awesome. This does look awesome. Reminds me of a. Uh, they did a Lego racing game back in the day, right? Lego Racers. That was called yeah Lego Racers. I remember that. So yeah, it's got is, that like different. energy. This is, this is like yeah. a uh, this is like a Forza Horizon mixed with Burnout Paradise type. Yeah, shit. Lego Racers was like Mario Kart, but this is like Forza Horizon Burnout. But it's got this weird mechanic where like your 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 car changes, like yeah, like they show this part where this dude like drove into like a lake and it turned into like a boat and then he drove out of the lake and it turned into, like a different car than what he went into the lake with. So I'm yeah. not sure how that works. You, I so people are gonna get upset when I say this, but this it reminds me mostly of Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which the internet loves yeah. to shit on. But get, play that fucking game, dude. That game is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a hell I'm ready to die on. It's a good yeah. game. Yeah. It's not a Banjo Kazooie platformer you wanted, but it is a very fun, like, mechanic. Like, it's a very fun, like, a vehicle building game. Yeah. And this is, like, straight up, like, that's what this reminds me of. Where it's like, because I'm, I'm willing to bet there's, like, challenges spread across the map, and you have to build a vehicle to, like, solve that challenge. I think so too, because I'm seeing bits where like they're like fighting aliens, like they're showing racing, but they're also showing like fighting aliens. They're showing like this is like they're playing soccer, like yeah, yeah. like that's why the game's Lego Drive, not Lego Racers. So yeah, 
there's a lot of things you can do with this, and I'm okay with that, dude. Like, I can't wait for this to come out. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, that's coming out May 19th. I guess there was some controversy surrounding it with the, uh, the pricing. Oh. I think it has like multiple tiers for uh -oh. its. Uh, yeah. There's a 2K game, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. show some like pre-order tiers yeah i'm on their website right now oh god yeah there's the rival edition the drive awesome edition the drive standard edition okay. and each edition has different bundles and starter packs and a season pass. Oof. Okay. Yeah. This is this is making my head spin. All right. <laughs> this is annoying. This is the most annoying I've ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> Oof. Okay. I'm gonna put it in the stream chat here if anyone wants to see. But yeah, it's got a. You definitely need like a like a fucking graph to like see everything here. Spreadsheet. <laughs> everything is awesome. That's what they said. this this is uh what are the prices though i just want to know what the base it doesn't, price doesn't list the prices it okay. does not list the prices Great. um you can go to the 2k store or the digital 2k store and compare editions there okay here we go you gotta click on that link you gotta click on the system so on epic games now that's is there a steam one yeah so on steam the standard 2k drive which was the base game and the aqua dirt race pack if you pre-order it is 59.99 and there's a Drive Awesome edition that includes the base game, three-day early access, the Aqua Dirt Race Pack, the Year One Drive Pass, which includes Season One through Four and DLC packs, the Awesome Pizza Vehicle, <laughs> uh, the Awesome Bonus Pack, which includes the Wheel Stunt Driver minifigure, Machio Beast Vehicle, and Vehicle Flare, plus 550 coins. I don't know what the coins are for, but that's $100. But for $120, you can get all of that and the awesome rivals bonus pack which includes the royal sailor royal out out aligner and royal people rover streetcar the reckless scorpion stunt driver minifigure the hamburgini royale and vehicle flare hamburgini <laughs> yeah good. i think that's like the hamburger car he was driving that's a good okay. pun that's a yeah. very good pun i didn't think i didn't i mean i guess i should have known but i thought you would be just building your own shit. i didn't think there would be um special cars or, you know yeah you know, i don't least, know how like this blueprints. is gonna work yeah i don't know how this is gonna work maybe it's like a blueprint with like the pack or maybe there are certain b bricks that you you need i don't know i don't fucking know but this is fucking obnoxious <laughs> yeah. this this drive awesome rivals edition is 120 dollars. that's twice the price of the base game Am I getting two games worth of content here? No, I'm not. Like, why you? I don't know. I don't like this. Um, well, I'm gonna wait. The season pass. I, I think the big thing in those are the season passes. Yeah, it's like a wait, one year drive pass. 
It's the, oh, the year one drive pass, which includes season one, two, three, and four DLC packs. Probably what? Like, they're selling you content that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Which is, like, obnoxious as fuck, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. We'll see when it comes out. But this pricing is, like, ludicrous. And some cool news. House of the Gundad Arcade yeah. is available to order now. So Is this like... It's an actual cabinet you're buying, right? Yeah. Yes. They made an arcade game in the year of our Lord 2023. You can only play it <laughs> in, the, in the arcade cabinet. So you got, if you're going to... If you're going to buy it, you have to buy the cabinet or just find somewhere that has the cabinet uh, and you can play it. Also, and the Gun Dead is uh, you can order the cabinet right now on their website. The retail is price is $5,499 US dollars. Very nice. <laughs> it ships out of Indiana and cabinets will ship within 90 days of the order. You will need a contact sales or international shipping. So those of you not in the U.S. will need a contact sales. There's a number. There's an email here you can email where you can ask about international shipping. And there is a warranty. It comes with a warranty. 12 months for the cabinetry and three months for the electronics. All arcade sales are final, though. So no returns or cancellations will be honored after purchase. So make sure you want this before you get it. Um, <laughs> jokes aside, like this is pretty cool to see this like cabinet being released and yeah, enter the enter enter the dungeons a fucking incredible game. So to see it get all these spinoffs is really cool. And I know they announced this House of the Gun Dead like forever ago, and they had it at like certain conventions you can play it. But I didn't know that they were actually releasing a uh, the cabinet for market like there's actually a way to buy a cabinet from them. yeah that's really cool <laughs> that's really cool I'd, I'd want to play this i need to find i out want to play there. this too yeah <laughs> there should be an option to like they should work out an option to like show you like what arcades have this game yeah i get that i get they don't want a ddos like people who are buying it for personal their personal collection but maybe put an option like, hey, if you opt in to this uh, disclaimer, we'll let people know they, where your, the game's located so they can come to your arcade and play it. Like, that'd be cool to see. Yeah. Well, they're just now selling it, so maybe they don't have... Yeah. You know, maybe they like don't, the infrastructure you know, for that, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure maybe, like, in a month or two, they'll have, like, a page that's like, hey, here's the closest one to you. That'd be cool to see. I would love to try this, like... <laughs> Because this is built, like, for an arcade machine, so you can't just, like, play this on your computer. Like, you, this is built for an arcade in mind, so... I'm sure someone would tear it open and, like, um, you know, get it I running just the main. for it, yeah. 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 I'm sure they will. It's not going to play as well, I think, but I'm sure it'll, it'll get going. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when it, when it, when this uh, becomes more popular. I want to play it, so I want to know, like, who, who nearby me has it. Anyone in the Tucson area... You know, knows of an arcade that has House of the Gungeon in it. Or House of the Gun Dead in it, let me know. 
Actually, it might be off the look. I think I saw it at Dave and Buster's forever ago, but I'll have to double check. I might be making that up. Um, what's next? Oh, and game releases. So first March 27th, Monday, we have Nine Years of Shadows. I almost read this as Nine Years of Sleep, but <laughs> Nine Years of Shadows. Um, fight to bring beautiful colors back to a handcrafted world of darkness and discover the story of Europa, a young warrior, and her ghostly childhood companion, Apino. Yeah. This looks I, fun. Uh, I played this during the demo derby. Yeah? Was it good? Good. It's a Metroidvania. It's good. It's a good one. Yeah, it looks like fun. I like the uh, main weapons, like a halberd. I think pole arms are super cool weapons, but like not enough games like use uh, them. The developer is actually Halberd Studios, so I love that. Fitting. <laughs> pole arms are cool weapons, man. Not enough games like use pole arms as weapons. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think pole arms are cool. Um, you know, spears, halberds, pikes, those are cool weapons. But this looks like fun, dude. I really I really want to play this. Like this looks like a lot of fun. I love me some Metroidvanias, so I'm going to add it to my wish list and probably never buy it because I don't have time to play games <laughs> anymore. Um, or I will buy it, but just never play it. And then March 28th, Tuesday, we got Crime Boss, Rock K City. Oh, is yeah. this that game that has all the celebrities in it? Yeah. Yeah, this is that game. I still don't know what the game is, though, but <laughs> this, is the, this is the one. It's kind of like, um, what is it? It's like a payday, isn't it? Like you're running heists and stuff. I have no idea. I I've never, I've not seen. They've not shown any gameplay for this, so. <laughs> it's showing like a bank heist, but it's also showing like a. What looks like a fucking, like Vietnam simulator. So I'm not entirely sure what's going on here. <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck this game is. It's made by a uh, 505. What else a 505 done? They're a publisher. It's by In Game oh. Studios, which again, I've never heard of those guys. I've never heard of them either. I mean, we'll see what happens with this. Like, <laughs> it's not releasing at full price. It's a forty dollars game, and if you pre-order it now, you get a special pre-order deal for like thirty-two dollars. So, yeah. And it is a uh, Epic exclusive. So, we'll see when that comes out. I heard it get talked about a lot. The, uh, I think it was the Game Awards that got announced, and literally nothing about it since then. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried about the quality of this game here. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's first person shooter yeah. action and turf wars, playable solo or with friends. Uh, so, real info. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens here with it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this game's going to be great, if I'm being honest. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe it'll surprise me. Um, also, Last of Us Part 1 is going to be releasing on PC March 28th as well for Steam. Yeah, I'm probably going to buy this and play it uh, as soon as it comes out. I would if it wasn't $60. Like, I have to call ass for an old game like this. I mean, I haven't played this game since the PS3 version. I played it a little bit on... The only thing I played on PS4 was the Left Behind DLC. I played mm. that on PS4, but... 
Didn't you like? Weren't you one of the people complaining when they released the like the Last of Us remake on PS5? And weren't weren't you complaining it was like sixty dollars too? Um. Well, I think I think my problem with that was that it was it's just like the I feel, I feel like it just doesn't need to be made. I think Naughty Dog's problem is they make they keep making well this Last of Us shit. And it ruins the the sanctity of that first game. <laughs> not that not that it's like not that the first game was like sacred or anything, but it just it devalues the the the. My problem was last was part two. Part yeah. one is fine. I think I think you just you you release it to a new audience and like it's whatever whatever. But um, I don't know. Yeah, like the sixty bucks is not yeah it's not great. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I want to do it because um, PC, so I can like I can actually do stuff with it, you know. It's fucking like it's it's gonna run how it needs to run. It's gonna do like I I feel like it's still a compromise getting it on console. Yeah, the game's really pretty. Like it's using those uh, Last of Us remake assets, so it looks really nice. I might pick this up. But like not for full price. I'll get it on sale. I just I just wanted to go through this game again, just to after having watched the show. Uh, I just wanted to go through this again and like yeah compare. I haven't played it in so long, so yeah, it's been a while since I played it. It might be worth checking out again. And I didn't want probably... to play it too. That, that was the other thing is I didn't want to play it, because uh, it was so pure the first time. Yeah. I tried replaying it like immediately after I beat it, and it's not as fun the second time around. It's not I fun. Noticed. It's not fun. It's not a good game, but it's a story <laughs> that I want. That's the thing. But I want to play yeah, it and I like, try to like read all the. Because I don't read all the pickups and shit. So I just wanted to like play it and like read all the shit. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Like, I, I remember uh, the first time I played through it, I read everything, and it's, like, really cool. It's really cool, some of this shit, because the environment, like, tells a story, too. So, like, yeah, whatever story you read on those, like, pickups, like, the environment reflects it. It's really cool to see. Um, yeah, okay, you convinced me. I'm adding it to my wish list. I'm not going to buy day one for $60, but I will pick it yeah. up one day. I, I don't think I realized that it was 60 but... I I don't know. I might like yeah, I might I it's on PC. It's at forty right now on a uh E Tail Market? What the fuck is that? Anyway, what? it's it's <laughs> you can get it you can get it for like it's on PC. You can get it for, for discounts, man. So never heard of this E Tail market. What is it? <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking this is a real website. Hold on. Hold on. Hail market. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a link? Because like I'm looking it up on e this e-tail market site and like it's not popping up. Yeah, here's. You can use voucher code. Uh, e-tail. Last e-tail. Uh, for twenty nine, it's twenty. It's forty dollars if you use this. Oh, that that's that's 
That's a lot better. That's much better. Not the Spider-Man game. Spider-Man game on there? I'll look it up, I'll look it up later. Um, <laughs> next up, we got MLB The Show 23 releasing on Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. It's MLB The Show 23. You play 22, it's the same game. Moving on. Um, <laughs> what else am I going to say about it? Like, <laughs> I like that it's on everything now. It's no longer just a yeah. PlayStation game. Yeah. Especially Switch. So there you go. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Sifu is releasing on Xbox One and Series X. The critically acclaimed third-person brawler is releasing on Xbox consoles now, so go check that out. Yeah, I need to play this. I need to play it, too. I feel like I would love it. It's extremely difficult. I heard it's extremely difficult, too, but I also heard it's, like, really, really fun. And I love me some, like, beat em up so... Uh, March 30th, we got Dredge releasing on PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. It's yeah. a single-player fishing adventure. The Sinister Undercurrent. Sell your catch. Game. Yes. Yes. Which... Sounds I, I never heard of that before. Yeah. yeah, it definitely sounds interesting. So we'll see when this game drops March 30th, what the reviews say about it. I'm hearing a lot of, like attention to this game people are excited for this game so also lovecraftian lovecraftian horror yeah so we'll see when this comes out like how well it like actually implements that like lovecraftian horror stuff then we got the great war western front releasing on pc it is the definitive world war one strategy game <laughs> All the other World War One strategy games can suck this game's dick from the back because this is the <laughs> one that's gonna. This is the World War One strategy game. Okay. I've never, I've never heard of this game before. <laughs> I've never heard of this game before. I'm um, reading the description here. Petroglyph, Petroglyph is a developer I've never heard of. Yeah, never oh. heard of them either. Maybe they just, maybe they just make this game. Maybe. They're just... Maybe. Oh, I like the blimps. Yeah, I don't know one. how like I don't know how like prevalent blimp warfare was in World War One. I. I just saw all quiet in the Western Front. I didn't see any blimps, so I don't well, know. This is, this is the most definitive. That's why you didn't see any. Yeah, maybe. Got him here. <laughs> strategy game out the ass. Yeah, it's a strategy game. <laughs> this is like a strategy ass strategy game. This is like. <laughs> This is like a board game with moving parts. Yeah, like fucking Risk or something. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. That's what you're into. It's not my yeah. cup of tea. I got ADD. I can't play this. But yeah. if this is your thing, then go for sure. Go for it. It looks grand, though. It looks like... You yeah, know. it looks huge. Yeah. This is like... This is like a World War One strategy game. Like, this looks like... There's boards on boards on boards with this, dude. Like, yeah. what am I looking at here? There's like a combat board where the actual skirmish is happening. There's like the world board with like each territory you go to. Yeah, this is like if you wanted that World War One strategy game experience, like this looks like this is it. This is gonna give it to you. Um, Jesus. Okay, this this might be. It's not for me, but I know people are gonna love this fucking game. <laughs> And it's using a full orchestra to score the game. Jesus really? Christ. There is like, yeah, dude, look, scroll down. 
scoring the Western Front. There's a whole ass orchestra there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they the were fuck? not fucking around. They were not fucking around. This developer I never heard of making a very niche game for $40 is putting a lot of systems into this. There's a lot of work in here. Wow. Okay. You got to appreciate the commitment to the bit, dude. You got to you got to you got to respect that. Like Yeah. They went out to make the best fucking World War One strategy game they could, and they, they think they did it. <laughs> I'm going to come back to this just to see what the reception is on it. Yeah. Maybe it is. That. I don't think it's going to do anything for, like, non-strategy game fans, but... Yeah, this looks cool. Uh, up next is Ravenbound. Fear everything and nothing, for death brings you closer to victory. In this challenge, open world action roguelite. Open world action roguelite. How does that work? <laughs> I've never heard of this game before. Demic reaction. The name sounds familiar. Oh, they're the Generation Zero guys. Oh. Yeah. I heard of that game. Okay, Ravenbound, check that out when that releases March 30th for PC. This looks pretty cool, actually. Like, I'm going to add this to my wish list. The combat looks really cool and fantastical, so I might like this. Uh, good question. Uh, it says single player in the description. I'm out. What a shame. This would be good for co-op. This would be a pretty good co-op game. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. That's too bad. We got Saga of Sins releasing for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. This is a side-scrolling action RPG. Uh, the game describes itself as like an arcade action game, which I can definitely see. But the gimmick here is that it uses a lot of like religious imagery with a stained glass art effect. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I like the art style so far, even if it is a little janky. But the game looks like fun. It's an arcade game. So this is as they describe as an arcade adventure game. Yeah. Which, like, it's not bad. Like, you know, sometimes games need to be fun. They don't have to be this, like, grand experience or tell this big, like, narrative. Sometimes it can just be a fun game with a combo multiplier. <laughs> <laughs> it looks dope. Yeah, and it looks dope. Like, that's what I'm saying. It looks dope. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm adding that to the wish list. There's a demo out right now. I might download that demo. And last but not least, March 31st, we have coming out for Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X, Blade Assault, another 2D action game. This is a roguelite platformer. Uh, I love the pixel art in this. The pixel art in this is really cool. It's got this interesting cyberpunk look to it. I've seen Looks this like game. this came out. Yeah, I've seen this game too. Where did this come out? It's been out on Steam for like a year. Yeah, it came out January last year on Steam. The reviews are mostly positive, but the recent reviews have been mixed. I wonder why that is. Bummer. Yeah. There's no multiplayer? 
Oh, player. Oh. Why is that? <laughs> this game seems like it was built to it be like, like a co-op. It looks like a beat-em-up almost. Yeah. Why is this like not a co-op game? It seems like it was like made for co-op. All right. It's $5 on Humble right now. Ooh, that might be worth checking out for $5? Fuck it. Okay, that's my wish list. I might pick this one up later too. And that's gonna do it for the show, everybody. Thank you so much for coming in, listening to us talk for the past like what hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's probably better ways you want to spend your morning. We appreciate you guys spending it with us. I love doing this show. It's the highlight of my week. Sabi, man, tell people where they can find us. Guys, you can go to gameoverse.com. Gameoverse.com slash twitch. Gameoverse.com slash YouTube. Gameoverse.com slash Discord. Hop in there, talk to us, hang out with us, play video games with us. Not any of the single player ones though, because those ones don't have multiplayer. <laughs> Isn't yeah, it a bummer everybody. that those games didn't have like the ones you want yeah. that have multiplayer? It's like what the like why? Yeah, Raven like Bound and Blade Assault would definitely benefit from multiplayer, but whatever. But well, that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for coming in. Hey, check out the Discord. We're always talking. We're always talking about games. Yes. Come say hi. Most importantly, though, everyone have fun. Be safe. Be excellent to each other. And we'll see you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.